people, local stories. This is the All Local on KNX 1070 News Radio. This is Southern California's only 24-hour local news and traffic station, KNX 1070 News Radio. Good morning. I'm Rob Archer in for Chris Edens, our top local story. Harvey Weinstein was wheeled into a downtown L.A. courtroom this morning to face charges of sexually assaulting five women in the L.A. area. Deputies blocked off the end of the hallway in an effort to keep anybody from taking pictures or video. Weinstein serving a 23-year sentence for two sexual assaults in New York. He was extradited from New York to L.A. yesterday. Opening statements underway in Santa Ana in the embezzlement trial of Michael Avenatti. The lawyer is facing 10 counts of wire fraud and is accused of stealing millions of dollars from his clients. Avenatti is pleaded not guilty and is representing himself at trial. In his opening statement, a government prosecutor walked jurors through several former Avenatti clients allegedly owed millions but never paid. It's been a busy last few months for the 50-year-old lawyer. He's already been sentenced in New York to two and a half years in prison in a $25 million extortion case involving Nike. Getting to LAX today could be difficult thanks to a strike by rideshare drivers, which could also jam things up at the airport this afternoon. Hundreds of Uber and Lyft drivers could be taking part in the job action. There's a rally and a march scheduled to happen this afternoon at LAX. The one-day strike was organized by Rideshare Drivers United. They're based here in L.A. and they're striking over what they call poor working conditions. Chris Gerace is a driver. He's also a contributor to the rideshare guy. He tells KNX things are getting tight. Both Uber and Lyft, they've reduced like the mileage rates that drivers have been getting. They're lowering commissions that drivers are able to take. Um, they're taking away certain flexibility. The strike is not just limited to L.A. either. The group is organizing job actions in 11 different cities. If you can avoid LAX this afternoon, though, it may be a good idea to do so. If you need a ride to the airport, you may have to look at Plan B. In L.A., John Baird, KNX 1070. A growing number of bars and restaurants in Southern California are requiring people to show proof of a COVID vaccination before they can enter. Patrons can also show a negative test result within 72 hours of arrival. Lexis Olivier Ray of the website L.A. Taco compiled the list and tells KNX the bar owners want to protect themselves and their customers. This is not a conclusive list. We're at about 15 now, but I, I suspect that there are, are certainly more and other bars that will follow in the footsteps of, of these 15 bars that we've listed. Bars include the Shortstop, Footsies, Blind Barber, Bar Henry, The Lash, Melody Lounge, and Gold Diggers Bar. The surge in COVID cases leading to a spike in the number of people being hospitalized. The surge across the state's entire health care system is at levels not seen since early spring. According to the L.A. Times, the number of coronavirus patients in the hospital has more than doubled in the last month. And health care officials are extremely worried about the highly transmissible Delta variant. There is a silver lining, though. The health care system is nowhere near as swamped as it was in previous surges. And experts say vaccinations going to help keep overall numbers down. The drought is expected to have an increasing impact on our power supplies this summer and increase the possibility of rolling blackouts. Low water levels at Lake Oroville could force its hydroelectric power plant to shut down and go offline. That could have severe impacts as the state struggles to preserve power during the summer months. According to the L.A. Times, the plant has never been forced offline by low uh, lake levels. A spokesperson for the California Energy Commission adds that other hydroelectric power sources in the state may also be affected by the extreme weather. California has some of the strictest gun laws in the country, but a new report casts some doubt on how well those laws actually work. 
Some people are just not supposed to have guns, but they do. The State Department of Justice keeps a list. According to Cal Matters, at the beginning of the year, there were 24,000 people on that list of those who legally purchased guns but were told to surrender them because at some point they were deemed too dangerous to have the weapons. It's the state's highest number ever. An attorney who works with the Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence calls it a failure of the promise of the system. The effectiveness of the law, they say, is hampered by many things, including poor coordination between state and local agencies, lack of action by judges, and just general understaffing. The lawyer for the Gifford Center says if they can't get this right, it doesn't give the public a lot of confidence in the state's ability to tackle more complex firearms issues. Vicki Moore, KNX 1070 News Radio. There is optimism growing among commercial real estate professionals in California, even as the pandemic is persisting. The industrial real estate sector has been consistently the strongest performing. In the depths of the pandemic, it took a little bit of a blip. And if you look at the sentiment there now, it's really as high as it's been in six years. Vacancy rates are very low. That's John Tipton, a real estate partner with Alan Matkins, which puts out a biannual survey to project a three-year-ahead outlook for the state's commercial real estate industry. Although retail has bounced back a little bit, he says it has been the most challenged even before the pandemic. When the panelists look three years down, they still see these retail properties generating lower returns than they are now. He says there is more optimism when it comes to multifamily housing with the office sector outlook improving, but still on the pessimistic side of things. Margaret Carrero, KNX 1070 News Radio. The LA Convention Center may soon get a lot bigger. Expansion plans have been unveiled by the city and developer AEG. It includes a new 700,000 square foot hall that would connect the south and west halls. Renovations and upgrades will also involve Gilbert Lindsay Plaza, which will turn into a public and private event space with retail and a cafe. A separate proposal was also unveiled involving the nearby JW Marriott, along with the new pedestrian bridge that would connect the two properties. The KNX All Local is updated multiple times a day, but for the latest news and traffic, listen to KNX anytime on Alexa by saying, hey Alexa, play KNX 1070. You can also listen on KNX1070.com or the Odyssey app, available on Android, Apple, or wherever you download your apps.